little bit of a long episode today. Hope you all enjoy. Um, Just wanted to give you that heads up and stuff before you dive into here. But as always, hit that intro. Welcome Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. Hey everybody, how's it going? This seems a little bizarre. We have an episode out that's not on a Tuesday. Well, it could be. Could be on a Tuesday, but for releasing it today when you're listening to it. Yes, that's very, very, very cheesy. (sighs) I tried. Oh man, and you you make fun of me for my dad puns. Yeah, because no one likes dad puns. (laughs) Everybody loves dad jokes. Do they though? They do get talked about a lot still. So I mean, good on those. But we're not here to talk about dad jokes. We're here to talk about the latest spoilers for Ikoria Lair of Behemoths. Mm-hmm. We are recording this late Wednesday. Yeah, late Wednesday night. Uh, not all the spoilers have been released. We're just going to talk about some awesome cards and ones that we personally like. No real order to this at all, but there's just so many good cards that are going to be affecting multiple different formats for sure. And we just couldn't talk about everything on the podcast earlier this week because there's just so much. And I know we all have, we all have an opinion and stuff on cards and we just want to like, Hey, this needs to be talked about kind of a thing. Cause with everything getting out, there's, there might be some stuff getting missed. And hopefully we, hopefully talk about the ones that are under, under people's radars at the moment. So for all our information tonight, we are getting it from scryfall.com. Uh, on their homepage, they have, a, they have a link that leads you to all the current spoilers for Ikoria Lair Behemoths, and that's what we're going to be reading from here today. Oh, before I forget, we are this week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. <laughs> that should be at the front, Matt. Hey, we're working uh. on it. <laughs> This is an after dark episode, so formalities don't matter. None we, at all. We do what we want. My name's Matt. Over there is Danny. What's up? We don't have JB with us. He is calling remotely from his little boggle lair right now. You darn tootin'. <laughs> don't worry. The boggle lair will remain hidden. Nobody will find it. You're safe, JB. You're safe. Good. <laughs> Better be. It's hexproof. And with that, let's just start this off. Wow. So, as everybody knows, and what we talked about earlier, Ikoria Lair Behemoths has a bunch of beasts. We have the Godzilla cards and stuff coming here. So, are we starting from the bottom of the list, working our way up? Yeah, we're going to start at the bottom of the list and just kind of scroll through some things that we think that we like. Okay. Uh, so so far, everybody's seen, uh, seen the Planeswalkers that got announced during the release of Luca Coppercoat Outcast and Vivian Monsters Advocate. Let's uh, talk about Luca here because I know Danny really, really likes this one. Mm-hmm. It's just good old red player that I am. It's a red, red three. It's a plus one's uh, exile top three cards your library. Ex- creature cards exile this way. Gain. You may cast this card from exile as long as you control Luca Planeswalker. 
It's nig to his nig to ability. XL target creature you control. Then return card. Then reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal creature card with higher converted mana cost. Put that card onto the battlefield and invest on the bottom of your library in a random order. What I really like about this one is it's Nig 7. Uh, each creature you control deals damage to its power, equal to its power to each opponent. So I'm a nail player at heart for Commander and basically any other format. I am usually either running white, green, or red. So this hits near and dear to my heart where me with my good old Rith, the Awakener, Tribal, where I can have, I don't know, 100 saplings out at one time. Just, uh, oh, hey, I'm going to dig seven this and then deal 100 damage to each opponent without even swinging. That is what you call non-combat damage, which is true to the red. Right, Matt? Yeah, red's pretty good at dealing non-combat damage with all their bolts and stuff. That ultimate is pretty spicy. So you cast this turn five, you can alt it on turn seven. Yeah. Yep. Unless you're running one of the Ajani's that puts a one one counter or a loyalty counter on other planeswalkers. But you can get it you can get it out by maybe turn six. Go off on turn six possibly. Or if you have the Or uh, with the new Chandra. Well, that or the new abilities is, uh, hey, put a counter on something else. Proliferating. It's typical yep. Planeswalker stuff. There's ways of activating it real quick, but this is one of my favorites from the first release. Right. And the uh, the graphic art on it looks very, very epic because he's chilling next to his lion. Sabertooth Dragon. Sabertooth. It's not really a Sabertooth Dragon, dragon. but it's it's like a... His Sabertooth has wings, if I remember correctly, from the trailer. That's, that's sketchy. Is Fucking sweet. Is the creature that is... No, it's not that one. We'll probably find that creature later on in the list of, that is shown with Luca. But off of the uh, some of the earlier cards that got spoiled, one that I really like is Vatarok, Apex of Thunder. White, red, blue for a 3-3 elemental dinosaur cat. It is a flying first strike. When this creature mutates, you may cast target non-creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. It has mutate of one hybrid white-blue Red, red. This is interesting because it's kind of like a Snapcaster Mage that really beats face. In standard, this might actually have some good stuff with uh, Jeskai Fires would totally want something like this because you can cast Narset, three fairy from this. So you can get your enchantments, your art instance, and your sorceries, your artifacts, planeswalkers... There's that three fairy are definitely definitely some of the the ones that pop off in the top of my head when you mutate this brazen bar. So yeah, brazen bar you can mutate this onto brazen borrower though. <laughs> Good. Oh man, I think you'd still be happy with a a flying 
uh, a first strike brazen borrower if you like mutate this underneath there. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think this would be more because this is going to be one of our commanders, is it not? No, uh, this is not one of the commanders. But either way, we'll this co- this this would be a great commander card due to the fact that it's only a three mana commander. Right. So you get it out turn three, and then you just start morphing stuff. I'm sure you're gonna be mutate. having more of them. Or mutate, sorry, not morph. That's a mad ability. <laughs> but with these new legendaries, you're gonna have more your mutate decks compared to your traditional com. I, I guess you're still gonna have your combos, but I mean, I don't know. There's more of a mutate focus to these new commander sets or new commander decks that are coming out. JB, say something. I'm looking for something. Fucking Christ. How do you not have something? All right. Well, while you're looking, I got another one then to rattle off here. I'm definitely going to be going along the lines of probably Grixis color stuff because that's what I pay most of the time. Well, I play Naya, so I'm more red, green, white. So I'm not really into the world of popper or anything but Dranith Stinger is a red 1-2-2 human wizard. Whenever you cycle another card, Dranith Stinger deals one damage to each opponent and it has cycling for one colorless. So again I'm not into popper. I don't know if a cycling deck is a thing but I feel like it can now be a thing because of this guy. This with Torbran. Not in popper. I'm just saying Pioneer or Standard. Yeah. Yeah, this with this with the Tor brand, pretty spicy whenever you cycle, you're just bolting your opponent. Yeah, you cycle, deals three damage. Not even cast anything, you're just cycling for draw. Yeah, it can't it can't get countered. Yeah. And unless it's uh in Pioneer someone gets it with a nimble obstructionist, which uh counters target activated or triggered ability. And this would be an activated ability. Hmm. But just wanted to point that one out. I'll be looking, might be looking into Popper a little more now just because of that. Having a, I just think it, I just think it might be good. Even in, even in standard, I think this is actually going to be a thing with the amount of cycling that we're probably going to be talking about tonight. There should be good amount of cycling synergies because there was the new perspective deck back in Hour of Devastation, which was a cycling blue based deck. And it really was, it was on the fringe, but it was super fun to play. Apparently, I never played the deck, hmm. so maybe cycling is now going to get a strong push with all these cards. So, how about those uh, mythoses? Ah, talking about the mythos cycle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Going way up there. Yeah, going way up there. And the one that kind of tickles my fancy is the mythos of Nethroy. It seems like solid removal for. Uh, Two and a black at instant speed. You can destroy target non-land permanent if it's a creature. Or if green and white was spent to cast this spell. Seems pretty solid. Yeah, these uh, there's definitely going to be some questions and stuff with these, like how they're worded. It took me a while, a couple times, at least for myself, when I read it to fully understood what it meant. I'm like, what? So basically, it's uh, if you don't pay the green and the white, you can destroy a creature. Okay, so I mean, destroying a creature for three, it's not terrible, but it's also at instant speed, so that helps. But also at instant speed, if you pay the green-white, so if you pay your 
pay your Abzan colors, you can destroy any non-land permanent. It's just, it's just a way to like, cut down the mana cost. It's an alternative cost for it. So otherwise, yep. you can just I mean, pay. It's not, it's not adding anything, which is nice. And and you get to add well, bonus to being able to hit Planeswalkers. So here's the difference, though. Like Mythos of the Brakos, it's two and two green. If blue and a black were spent to cast a spell, search your library for a card, put that card into your graveyard, then shuffle your library. Return up to two permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand. So this is kind of cool because it's it's essentially a four mana tutor for two cards. Yes, if you if you pay the blue and the black, right. Otherwise, it is you just nullify the first part and then just return two permanents from your graveyard to your hand. The, is the way I understand. Snapdax looks pretty sweet too. Yeah, Snapdax uh, Mythos of Snapdax, which is white white two sorcery. Each player chooses an artifact, a creature, an enchantment, and a planeswalker from among non-land permanents they control, then sacrifice the rest. If black-red was spent in the cast to cast this spell, you choose the permanents for each player instead. This screams white control. Uh, this screams commander deck for sure. Well, they all do. I don't know. I think the Nethra one will be uh, seen quite a bit. I th- I think honestly, with a lot of the uh, previews that we're getting. I think Abzan's gonna make a resurgence. Well, yeah, it's it's uh, Black's um, artifact removal. As, as, hold on, hold on. As a whole, though. Hold on, freeze, freeze that thought. There's a dog tail thumping here. Camera, okay, yeah, screech. No, don't screech this way. Screech that way. Screech that I mean, it se- it seems to me like all the pieces, all the colors for Abzan, seem to have really good pieces. I think we're gonna see a resurgence of Abzan decks coming up. Probably. I wonder now if, because of uh, a couple of these cards, then if in Pioneer a Siege Rhino deck is, if a Siege Rhino deck is going to be showing up. Because I know (laughs) we all remember when Pioneer was announced, like people were like, Siege Rhino's going to be busted. And it really never did anything. Nope. Like, is this this the kind of set that we're looking for for Siege Rhino? Because you're getting getting these, these awesome Abzan spells, these awesome. Oh, good lord. Mutating a siege rhino. Holy crap, you can mutate a siege rhino. This needs to be a thing. It can be. Because you can mutate all creatures other than humans. Yeah, thinking about it more, they really, they really, uh, I don't want to say push, but they, they, they knew what they were doing with saying non-human. The amount of stuff that you can mutate it just makes these cards more viable in older formats, the eternal formats. And I think you it's really cool. You can also mutate a goif. Holy crap, you can mutate a goif. Mutate angels. Can mutate Ooh, mutate yes, dragons, can. which there are already well. dragons in here. But hey, I'm going to mutate my Avacyn. Oh god, that's terrible. You can mutate Eldrazi. That you can. <laughs> god. You know what? I'm going to mutate Nicobolus himself. You could totally mutate Nicobolus. If we're going to talk about some mutate stuff, how about we talk about some of of our favorite mutate creatures here so far? Before we get there, what I want to talk about is Tynoth Rex. It's a green-green seven. It's an 11-11 creature with trample. You can cycle it for one in the green. When you cycle Rex... Put a trample counter on target creature you control. So the ability to give creatures lifelink, trample, hexproof, 
Vigilance, Infect. What other ones am I missing? There's uh, 10 total. Oh, yeah, Infect's not one of them. Well, either way, the 10 static abilities. Yeah, all the, all the keywords. And you can just stack those on creatures. Like, yeah, Mutate is great, but the fact that you can put just counters on them rather than just adding cards to the pile is going to, I don't know, make Pioneer... I think it's going to make Pioneer more of a modern, even closer to modern than what it is. Like, okay, power now, level. My, I was just thinking about this. Now, I know there's a bunch of older Simic cards where they have the activated abilities where you can move counters. And it's worded, I want to say. I, I'm, a, I'm pretty sure it's worded where it's just move counter. Bioshift. It is hybrid blue-green. But there's a couple. There's a couple other cards too, because I think it's even printed on a on a creature on a body that has the ability, and I want to say that it's worded where it's just counters, not plus one plus one counters. Makes me wonder how much you know play those are going to see being able to shimmy around counters. So there's cards that say move counters. Ah oh, shit! Okay, that one says plus one plus one counters specifically. Yeah. I thought some of them said. There's there's none because you can use. There are none because you can use MTG familiar and just type in move counter. Doesn't Fuck, I thought there were some that were worded with just counter. Here, here here's a couple of move counters. Back from Shadowmore, we have Fate Transfer, which is hybrid blue black one instant move all counters from target creature to another target creature. Ooh yeah. Currently sitting at twenty four cents, but a foil is four ten. So a little finance here while we're talking about this. Yeah, I'd say uh, snap that up. Snap that up if you can get it. There's another one here uh, from Shadowmore called Leech Bonder, which is blue two for a three three Merfolk soldier. Leech Bonder Bonder comes in to play with two Neg one Neg one counters on it. And then has an activated ability of blue, untap, move a counter from target creature onto another target creature. Okay, so there is some stuff that'll do it. That's it. Just wasn't exactly what I was thinking because I was thinking some of the simic cards from oh, the last. That's why. Um, I had mine you know, said return had to, to return have to have those words. Yeah, a lot of these ones uh, are were move plus one plus one counters specifically. But those Yo. two already, like, there's two cards that move any counter. That uh, just a quick uh, search in in a in a magic site of like move. So counters. I was I was half right. You 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 got something. You got something. We'll give it to you. We got. I suppose we'll let you have it. You got a JB. Well, I wasn't necessarily looking for that. I was just saying I was at least half right. So at least my far fetched statement wasn't total shit. <laughs> and like we said, we'll let you have it. Another card I want to talk about per se. Is oh, Anderson? which one? It is Sprite Dragon. Ooh. Red, blue, one, one, fairy dragon, flying haste. When you cast a non-creature spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Sprite Dragon. This card is already hundred times better. I don't know about hundred times better, but significantly better than Storm Chaser Mage, which. It's probably about the, I don't know, maybe the closest comparison at the moment of red, blue, one, three, human wizard, flying haste, prowess, 
Reason why I bring up Sprite Dragon is it's a prowess trigger that lets you keep the counter on it. I am there's, not. There's another one that doesn't have haste that uh, I want to say does the same shit. Not for two. No, not for two. I mean, it's pretty close, though. Right. You got Adelie's the Cinderwind, which gives all your wizards prowess, essentially. But, again, they're not counters that stick on it. And that's the biggest thing, is they stick on it. God damn it, I thought there was another one that got counters for that shit. There's Thunder Drake, but that one's only on your second spell. Right. Want to give Thunder Drake a read? I don't have it up. Thunder Drake is a blue 3-2-3 elemental Drake flying. When you cast your second spell each turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on Thunder Drake. Definitely not comparable at all to no, not quite. Uh, Sprite Dragon. I'm not, I'm not a red aficionado, but I don't know what? how the prowess, the, the modern prowess deck is going to feel about this card per se in there, in, in the two drop slot. They already run Sunbake Canyons, like what what would be the big thing of slightly shifting the sunbake canyons to the fiery islets and maybe having some steam vents uh that you can search up with with your fetch lands to maybe get this i don't know how important boros charm is because boros charm is the only white spell in the mono red prowess blitz deck in in modern they don't run lightning helix Oh, yep. Lightning Helix is another one. So yeah, maybe maybe going into a Jeskai burn might be a little too rough, but I think is, that this card is uh, going to be making is something. Deflecting Palm red-white? Yes. So let's talk about the egg that got announced. Mysterious Egg. One colorless for an O2 egg, which is the seventh egg in all of Magic's history. It has text that reads, whenever this creature mutates, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. I only feel that this is important to talk about just because Morrow was saying that we have a seventh egg in Magic. And this is the seventh egg, and it really pertains to mutating. So mutate this, and you just start getting a, a, a slightly stronger creature each time because it puts plus one counters on it. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty interesting for that mutate deck. Well, it's also a one drop. Mm-hmm. For an O2. Speaking of low cost, are we really going to ignore Fiend Artisan? You know, when you lead off like that, you read the cards, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so Fiend Artisan is a two-drop. It's hybrid, black-green, black-green, nightmare creature. And Fiend Artisan gets plus one, plus one for each creature card in your graveyard. An activated ability of X, hybrid, black-green, tap, sacrifice another creature, search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost X or less. Put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Activate this ability only anytime you can cast a sorcery. So it's pretty much a pseudo goif. A pseudo goif? Nah, nah, nah. This is this is the birthing pod, man. This is this is standard birthing pod coming back, in a sense. I don't know if this is that it's better than, uh, the ooze elf lady from Ravnica Allegiance. Ooze elf lady. Not Verena. Yeah, Verena. No, not Verena. Vanifar. Vanifar. Because it does the same, except this is like Birthing Pod and Vanifar in reverse for a lot cheaper cost. I don't know. I like this card. I think I might try and slot it in to uh, persist. Yeah, this card is good. 
it's definitely going to be seeing some play. Not a doubt in my mind. And just a little side note, currently it's getting pre-ordered for $25 right now. Oh, snap. Then you got Dire Tactics. White, black, instant speed, exile target creature. If you don't control a human, you lose life equal to that creature's toughness. I think that's a pretty relevant card. Definitely. Um, let's see. Let's think standard here. I know there's the Doom Foretold decks that are black-white. There are also... I've seen a couple aristocrat decks that are black-white-red that run Mayhem Devil in there. Not sure if that's something that's going to slot into that deck per se because it's not making them sacrifice the creature. It's exiling it. But it's it's a clean way to get rid of a problematic... Uh, creature your opponent controls. Yeah. Now, what about modern? It hits Uro and Croxa. It does hit Uro and Croxa. And hitting those two bad boys are super important. And, I mean, the drawback on this really isn't that bad because most most of the stuff that you're going to be running black-white is going to have, you know, a, a good amount of human in it. I did ask you about this earlier, what your thoughts were of this in Modern Death and Taxes, because you have a Death and Taxes deck. Yep, it's just mono-white. I don't have the black splash in there yet. But, uh, uh, okay, okay. But no, I mean, it's a it's it's definitely a solid card. It's Even if you don't have the human, most of the time you're going you're gonna to be able to stomach that little bit of life loss for an exile effect. Yeah. And it's instant speed. Ooh, here's another... Uh, Mutating Apex for you. Let's hear it. Nethroi, Apex of Death. For two generic white, black, and a green, you get a legendary cat nightmare beast. And with its mutate is four generic hybrid green, white, black, black. It's, uh, you get death touch lifelink. Whenever this creature mutates, return any number of target creature cards with total power 10 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. And it's a 5-5. Five, five. Woof. This thing is ridiculous. I love it. This will be going into any Carador deck, or this is definitely an interchangeable piece with Carador and EDH, I would imagine. I don't have a Carador deck myself. I have Carador. I think it's about time to build it now with this set. Another little side note. There are a lot of cats getting printed in this set, so... Mm -hmm. Yes, there is. With that, those that have Arabo cat tribal decks. Like this guy. So are there any cats in particular you're excited for then, Danny? I like the, which one was it? Not really a cat per se, but classification. Yes. Yeah. Is a very intriguing enchantment aura. So it's two green. Five colorless, enchantment aura, enchant creature. When classification enters the battlefield, tap enchanted creature. Enchanted creature gets plus 20, plus 20. The whole tapping a creature is really not a downside because there's so many different ways to untap things. Yes, there is. So you're essentially just getting, if you have ways to untap it, you have ways to just put your, put your opponent dead on board. So basically it's any format, anything that's a double strike, you're obviously going to equip this guy too. There's also other ways around or, this too. Or trample. You can either fling it, right of consumption it, 
Or if you have lethal on board, but they have somebody to block, you put it on their creature, tap their blocker down. True. <laughs> that is very true. There's a lot of shenanigans. The, the, this is the blue, this blue coming blocks. out. There's so many good cards in here. Dude, there is. It's it's ridiculous. I want to cover a couple ones real quick. A couple sets, a couple like reprints, notable reprints. Uh, so first notable reprint, we have Essence Scatter, blue one instant, counter target creature spell. Going to be super important in this set of big fat fatties because nobody wants a five drop, seven, seven, get, drop, get dropped on them, you know? Uh, not I love a, the uh, love the art on it too. It is it is a way better art than all the previous arts for it. Way oh. better. Little little side note as well. Um, back with that kitty comment from Danny. The reason why I said that is the art on classification is a giant cat. Mm-hmm. Okay, now back yeah. to essence scatter. With that, the promo art is also a big kitty cat too. It's just an ooze kitty cat. Yeah, it it's not as cute and adorable as an ooze kitty cat. Oh, come on. You don't want to hug it? Nope. Back to Essence Scatter. With that art, keynote, made by Seb McKinnon. That's probably why it rocks. Ah, it is. I wondered. <laughs> we have a new cycle of land, or a new cycle of mana rocks that would be will be important to EDH players and maybe draft players as well. They're all called crystals. We have Indatha Crystal, Katira Crystal, Ray Ryugrin Crystal, Savia Crystal, Zagar Zagoth Crystal. And these are all three mana artifacts that tap for the wedge uh for one of the wedges that are out. So there's the Abzan wedge, the Teamer wedge, the Jeskai wedge, the Mardu wedge, and the Saltai wedge. And what makes these also special is that they have cycling for two colorless. So you don't need a mana rock late game, you now have a new card. Early game, you get your you get your mana rock, and you're fine with that. I think this is going to be a really cool limited card. Very versatile. Just you you're really not losing anything having this in your deck because it cycles for two. Mm-hmm. Let's see, there's another reprint in here. I just wanted to probably bang those out all quick here. And then hit a couple more, and then move over to uh, move over to some commander stuff. Then I think, because what are we sending out for time there, Danny? I know there's probably like a good twenty minutes of silence. Seven minutes. Hmm. Yeah, maybe we could go a little bit longer. So clearly, we're gonna have to talk about all these new flying synergy, uh, flying cards here, probably as well, because the flying deck is just gonna get a straight up boost. Pioneer is gonna love it as well with that new. Uh, it's not spears per se, but it gets plus one for each creature with flying, and you just make them work flying. And then you got Empyrean Eagle and Pioneer. Oh yeah, the um, the Sky Cat. Sky Cat Sovereign. Speaking of cats, I think I might uh, end up playtesting Luris. Oh yeah. Dream Den as a companion in Boggles. Yeah, I think it's worth a shot. I'm definitely thinking about do- trying trying a companion or something here. Because I, pretty much everything in Boggles, except for the Leyline. It's two or less. Right. So it's not really going to change the deck much. and But it also gives you um, an option. If your boggle to, gets to, 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 Yep, to save yourself after like an EE or something. Mm-hmm. So I might 
mess around with that and see what happens. Okay, so we got Danny back. Let's jump into this. Uh, we're, we'll talk about the ultimatums here uh, since I was talking yeah. about cycles. So these are not reprints, but they're a cycle of things that we got that Maro was saying in that Blogatog post that they're finishing a cycle that has been asked to get finished for 10 years. We have new ultimatums. Uh, currently, as of tonight on Wednesday, we only have three. But honestly, each each of them are pretty badass. All right, who wants to be the Abzan reader? Who wants Me? to be the Saltai reader? And who wants to be the Mardu reader? Thank you, Danny, for uh, volunteering to be the Mardu reader. Yeah, I'm going to be go. the Runes. Okay. Start us off, JB. All right. So first up, we have Eerie Ultimatum. Casting cost is white, white, black, 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 green, green. Sorcery speed. Return any number of permanent cards with different names from your graveyard to the battlefield. Carador, again. Yep. I was first thought. about to say that. It's the first thing that came to mind. Because everything in your graveyard is going to have different names already. Oh, yeah, for sure. Commander. Or Brawl. Yep. Oh, she oh, forgot about Brawl, too, being a thing there for a mm-hmm. second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. This is this is going to be good. EDH players are going to love this card. It's solid. It's good. It's definitely it definitely feels ultimatum power, probably the strongest. But we'll find out here as we go to the next one, emergent ultimatum, which is black black green 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 blue blue sorcery. Search your library for up to three monocolored cards with different names and exile them. An opponent chooses one of those cards. Shuffle that card into your library. You may cast the other cards without paying their mana cost. Exile, Emergent Ultimatum. Pretty solid. Yeah, you're digging through your deck for... Oh my god, you can hit two Eldrazi. Like, if you have all three Eldrazi... Yep. Um, uh, not not the old Emrakul, but the new one. Uh, Promised End. Uh, Kozilek... Distortion guy from New Zendikar and Ulamog, Ceaseless Hunger. You have all three. Your opponent must decide which Eldrazi they don't want to deal with. Or you can go with the old Ulamog, the Infinite Gyre, and Kozilek Butcher of Truth, and then just throw in one of the other ones because you can't get Aeon's Torn in, in, in Commander. But your opponent is just looking down the barrel of a really nasty gun at that point because you cast those. You get the cast triggers off of the Eldrazi. Yeah, and you you don't have to pay for them. Yeah, you're definitely getting your mana's worth. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so maybe I'm on I'm on a different uh, a different thing over here of emergent ultimatum. That's super powerful. It's one. Of, it's definitely has its strength. All right, and the last but not least, we have Runus ultimatum. It's red, red, white, 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 black, black. Sorcery speed, sorcery speed, destroy all non-land permits your opponents control. This is a a Mardu cyclonic rift. It's I've a, I've heard I've heard comparisons about that. I've read article. Uh, I've read some Facebook posts about it and about the debates and like it's compared to it. But it's not Rift power. 
Yeah, because Rift is instant speed, which makes and, that super and good. how and how much is that? Because you play it, it's yeah. Uh, for the overload, it's seven, and it's a single blue. Like this is hardcore color intensive, hang- hungry. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's more more along you. the lines of like uh like a wrath or um yeah Nova stuff like that. I'm thinking of but with upside because it doesn't hurt your shit. Right, that's true. I think of Ingaruk's Wake, which is black, black, seven. Destroy all creatures and planeswalkers you don't control. Uh, this is a little cheaper, clearly, and it gets everything. But the, again, it's it's very mana intensive. You need the three white, black, black, and red, red. Where with Ingaruk's Wake, you just need black, black, and seven colorless. Mind you, we are most, most often or not, more often than not, these cards are going to see no play in, but Commander. I don't know. There's definitely there's definitely going to be more uh, often. I'm not, I'm not saying there aren't going to be decks in every in other formats, but majority of these cards are going to be played in Commander, where everyone's running usually Chromatic Lantern or ways of either doubling land or I. I like I used to run Titanic Ultimatum, or I still do run Titanic Ultimatum in my Nea deck. Yeah, it's a seven-drop card, but it's a game winner. This Ultimatum is a game winner. It it is. <clears throat> They're all are, but that's just that's just like the final blow. It's like, oh hey, you have everything. Okay, I'm gonna blow everything up. And I'm just gonna move my army across the battlefield and destroy your kingdom. Right. It's very backbreaking. All the ultimatums are gonna be super good, nonetheless. Uh as of tonight, we're missing two still. We haven't seen the teamer, which is blue, red, green, or and we haven't seen the Jeskai one, which is blue, white, red. So keep an eye out for those. Both of theirs are gonna be super good. Uh for some reason in the back of my head. Uh, with the Jeskai one, I am thinking like a reverse cruel ultimatum <laughs> for some reason, of some de- of some degree. But I don't think that that's the case. Please explain. Uh, cruel ultimatum is one of the first ultimatums from Shards of Alara. It is a it is blue blue black 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 red red sorcery. Target opponent sacks a creature, discards three cards, then loses five life. You return a creature from your graveyard to your hand, draw three cards, then gain five life. I don't know actually if that's gonna be a thing. Like when I say that, like the second part seems very Jeskai at that. I don't know what Jeskai would be doing. Like bounce a creature is gonna be worse. Making Jeskai doesn't make your opponent discard. Like that's not a thing. Losing five life, I guess because of the red. I don't know. Scratch that whole thing. Cruel ultimatum. We don't know what Jeskai is gonna be. I'm excited for it nonetheless because if there's gonna be something with Jeskai, well, even with the three cards that we have. It looks like each one's going to answer another one. As I just said, the Runistic Ultimatum destroys all non-land permanents. And as JB said, Eerie Ultimatum returns on any number of permanents with different names from your graveyard to your battlefield. It brings them all back. So, yeah, so I play that. I, whatever, you survive. You play yours. You bring everything back. As long as somebody doesn't Armageddon, that is true. But that would that would just be the 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 blow to end all blows. Oh shit! You know somebody 
blows up all your non-lands, and then the next turn that person's a dick and decides to Armageddon. I would never God's <laughs> God's wrath and then Armageddon with Avacyn on the battlefield. Not once in my life have I ever done that one. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just saying I think they're gonna cycle and or not really cycle, but circle of life effect, and they're just gonna each one's gonna have its way of answering the other ones. I'd be excited to see that. That'd be so cool. Because in a way, Runus um, answers um, Emergent because it blows him up. Right. Uh, or Emergent comes back from being Runus. Or that. Let it, let's hit up a, a few more, then we'll talk about some of the Commander stuff because the Commander stuff got some really spicy things. And we don't want to make this a super long podcast. Yeah. So I feel like with all the the uh, counters and, and keywords that are thrown around, uh, I think we need to talk about the Ozolith. Before we move to that, yeah. oh. have we talked about Narset? No, no, that was going to be the, the the cherry on the cake. Yeah, I was. I nice, I, nice I, transition from we were super we were nice right by Nar- we were right by Narset, so that's why I was asking. We, we completely disregarded our whole kind of like climbing up the list. We're just jumping everywhere, so let's just keep it going. Narset was like in between all three of those on both sides, so I was just wanted to make sure. So where are we going now? The Ozolith. Okay. The one drop legendary artifact. Give us the read, JB. Yeah, buddy. Okay, so the Ozolith, the one drop legendary artifact. Whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on the Ozolith. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if the Ozolith has counters on it, you may move all counters from the Ozolith onto target creature. Hey, look, here's another way to be moving counters. Yep. Well, and the, and and the nice thing is, is you can target um, your opponent's creatures if need be. Right. Um, this also triggers off of blinks, exiles. Right. You know, straight up destruction. Anything that the, this this card is so broad, it has so many applications. I'm trying to think the applications really of putting counters on. You may move all counters from the to target creature. Oh, so you get to target a creature. So, so yeah. Matt, this is the answer for Infect. Oh, yeah, yeah. You because get... you would put all your oh, Infect counters shit. onto this. Yeah. Yeah. Neg one counters. Because you'd block, it would get Neg 1, Neg 1 counters, it would die. The Neg 1, Neg 1s would go onto the Ozolith. Yep, your and next turn, you it would just go onto theirs. See, I was thinking just with the Neg 1, Neg 1 counters from Persist Creatures. Yep. But, but these... But Infect... The the only problem with this though is it is literally just targeting a creature. Am I misunderstanding where you're coming from? Like, are you saying that this is going to help infect, or is this going to be bad for infect? It's going to help those who are playing against infect. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, uh, infect player would be pretty sad. Like, this would actually be a very solid sideboard piece, maybe uh, if infect becomes way more prominent in the modern meta. But oh man, yeah this this may this would make an infect player cry for sure, because the infect player would be attacking. I don't know if they'd actually be attacking if uh, Ozolith is out now with this, because uh, your Glistener Elf goes in for a swing, your opponent blocks. All those counters go Neg One counters go on the on the creature that blocked it dies. Then they go on the Ozolith, 
your opponent's uh, the non-infect player's turn starts, and they move to combat and they kill the Glistener Elf. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, Glistener Elf is non-human. Yes. Oh. You yeah. can mutate it. Yeah. Mutating is definitely going to be a thing for infect creatures as well. I imagine. Oh my god, that's gross! Stop it. Let's stop giving people ideas. <laughs> no, this is this is the whole point. We point out <laughs> weird interactions. Hopefully that will be that will be picked up here. Let's see. Let's try and find a good mutate that would be good for something like that. Now remember, you can put it on top of it too, and it'll still have infect. the text box. Yep, it would be an infect. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Does infect just want to like move like? move into mutate as well is that gonna be is that gonna be the thing for infect to do to evolve because you got you got these cheap these cheap infect creatures of uh glistener elf you have uh blighted agents which come into play which come into play pretty cheap and then you just mutate them mutate them into i don't know a three four flyer I got uh, Dreamtail Heron right here, Matt. which mutates for four. And then when this Matt. creature mutates, you draw a card. Matt. In blue, it's not Matt. Wizard <laughs> Wizards of the Coast do want to keep selling cards. <laughs> they are not going to give a broken mechanic like Infect the ability to mutate. Hey. They already did. Let's put it this way: they they made Oko, so I think, and they banned them from everything except for Legacy and Vintage and Vintage. Yeah, but it took them how long? That is true, but they learned Plus, from that Hogak. and have banned. Can be forgotten, Hogak. Wizards has a tracker. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't play with. I didn't play with Hogak. Cards. But they, I don't see them giving in a creature that can has ability to mutate. Infect. Here we go. Here we go. Here's one for the here's one for the infect deck players out there, which I do have an infect deck. It's not the it's not the meta one, it's a very janky one, but this is gonna probably make me move towards the meta. I Glowstone Recluse. Green two for a two three spider with mutate green three. Uh the ability that it has is reach. Whenever this creature mutates, put two plus one plus one counters on it. Yeah, <laughs> this this is stupid. Your glistener elf is gonna be a uh, infect creature shall infect. die. Uh, uh, these cards, these cards, and this is just this is just the set. Uh, not the not the commander set. All these cards are so nice. I think the last card I want to talk about. I don't know about you guys. Is gonna be uh, maybe maybe I'll make it too. First one is Heartless Act. Black one instant. Choose one. Destroy target creature with no counters on it. Or remove up to three counters from target creature. Is this thing not better than Doomblade? That's what that's what's been discussed about, but definitely like this thing is it hits black creatures as well. Destroy target creature with no counters. In standard, it's probably not going to be as good, but in outside formats, how often are you seeing any kind of a counter get a put on something? So so there's that as a card I really like, and I'm definitely going to be picking up a playset. Hell, I'd, I'd even go as far as picking up a foil playset of, the, of these. 
And then the last card that I want to talk about because I'm just a blue-black control player, as you will tell by this next card and after that first card, Neutralize. Blue-blue one instant counter-target spell. But hey, that's just a cancel. No, it's better than a count cancel because it has cycling two. It's, it's definitely not on the same power level as, as an Archmage charm, but this is the poor man's Archmage charm, I believe. Danny, JB, any cards from you here before we move? Uh, I got one last one. Let's hear it. All right, so we got Necropanther. Yeah. <laughs> what a badass Generic. name. Yep. Yeah, all the artists, the art's sweet on it, too. And, and the graphic novel art is so good. They, they, oh, they did a good job with this card. Very flavorful win. Very. Now give so it a read. Necropanther is a single generic white and a black. You get a cat nightmare creature with mutate. And the mutate cost is two generic hybrid white black, hybrid white black. Whenever this creature mutates, return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. This is like a weird variation of Sun Titan. And you can mutate a Sun Titan. <laughs> yeah. This set like, has like changed all... on a body. Stop talking at the same time. Fucking no. Christ. No. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. It's unearth on a, on, a, on a cat. What? No, no. This is better than unearth because you get to keep the thing. On Earth, you gotta exile it at the end of turn. No, you don't. Yeah, with un- when you oh the spell on Earth, I'm thinking of the yeah, ability the on, on Earth. Okay, the, the spell. Yeah, this is on Earth on a creature. I don't know why I went straight for the ability. That's definitely confusing that they have an ability and a spell called on Earth. Yeah, I think it'd go and persist. Why not? This is this is good. Returning everything's three CMC or less. This this might actually have modern playability as well because a lot of things in modern are three cmc or less it's a lot cheaper to get, uh, cast than a sun titan oh yeah um but i mean a sun titan is still pretty hard to to block a, a six six vigilance but th- this might be seeing some play in there all right danny you got anything i'm looking real quick well hell while he's oh. looking i got another one here then you liar. I know. There's so many good cards that I really, really like. Zerda, the Dawn Waker, hybrid red-white, red-white, one for a 3-3 three, three elemental fox. This is a companion card. The companion requirement is each permanent card in your starting deck has an activated ability. And its text reads, Abilities you activate that aren't mana abilities are too less to activate. This effect can't reduce the mana in that cost to less than one mana. Has a tap, or one mana, tap, target creature can't block this turn. Note, this is a legendary creature as well. This is a different way for Boros to be going in. And I think a lot of EDH, especially EDH players, are going to be super excited about that. Because they've been they've been reaching out, crying out for a new interesting Boros commander. Because every Boros commander is just, bleh. but now this one is very interesting, and the deck building around it is going to be good. Like you you don't need this as a companion 
per se in an EDH deck. This could be your commander. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be on the constraint of making your whole deck on activated abilities. But the fact that it's like this this creature wants you to have creatures that do stuff is kind of cool. So one that's really caught my eye, or not really caught it, just kind of caught it, one, because of the cute art, two, because it can become extremely powerful, is the Almighty Brushwag. It is a one green card for 1-1. One, one. It has Trample. It's kind of weird for a 1-1 one, one to have Trample. But here's the thing. It has a mana ability where you... It's a one green, three colorless. Almighty Brushwag gets plus three, plus three until I'm turn. Like, okay, well, if you're running green, you have mana ramp, so you're going to have a crap ton of it. Like, hey, I'm just going to pump this guy up a few times and just come at you with a 1-1 that's now possibly a 10-10. Or if you wanted to go more of a janky bog away and just equipped it with a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm going to get this plus one, plus one. Oh, hey, I'm going to get another plus one, plus one. to start equipping with enchantments, other buffers. Okay, well, now I just have a big guy with trample. You don't have to worry about the travel because it has it. Just pump it up and wreck Heck with the yeah. one one. There you go, Janky. There's a new card for you. Yeah, but it's not hexproof. Give it hexproof. Dies to removal. Get some finding graves in there. Or hey, speaking of, ooh, is this is this a segue? I think it might be. To where? Commander 2020. Well, you're not supposed to pause there. You're supposed to go on from there. You're the host. I gave you the segue. Yes, we're moving to the Commander 2020 previews of the cards that go along with Akoria, though they're not Akoria legal. The new cards that we have here, I think... Uh, before we jump into the new cards, we'll just mention a couple very notable reprints, just to, just to get those out of the way, so we can spend a, a little more time in the more exciting cards. So this time, we as a collective will start at the bottom <laughs> again, because <laughs> all the new cards are on top. Well, the commanders are on top. Yeah, and all the new cards are printed on top as well, from everything that I have seen so far. Bottoms lands. Oh my god. Oh my god, there's Shivan Reefs. Yep, they got some pretty sweet lands. They do. Smoldering Marsh. Yep, the mana base is pretty. These are looking like a good mana base for sure. Oh, Wizards. Bunch of bounce lands, some pain lands. Do you have any home ships back? Cycling lands, Kessig Wolf Run. The Tri lands are here. You got Mosswort Bridge. Exotic Orchard. They are giving us a Crosen Verge. Uh, Crosen Verge is a land that enters the battlefield tapped. It taps to add a colorless to your mana pool and has an ability of two tap sacrifice Crosen Verge. Search your library for a forest card and a plains card. Put them on the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. This is a solid card. Uh, Crosen Verge in any style deck. It's been really cheap, but it's such an old card. Let's see. It's seen. It's actually seen print in Commander 
2019, Commander 2018, Commander 2017. Wow. Shows how much I pay attention to white green cards. They give us the cycle lands and the, yeah, all the pain lands, it looks like. Not all the pain lands. Uh, some of the pain lands. Some of the bounce lands. Yeah. Uh, for reprints. Uh, in the artifact section, there are a reprint of Solemn Similar Crom, uh, Skull Clamp. Yeah. Ooh, Mimic Vat. Excited about that one. Mimic Vat is getting a reprint here with some really sick new art. Really? Mimic Vat was in Commander 2018 and Commander 2019? Jesus. Now, this is the big one. We talked about this on Tuesday. Uh, Fluctuator is getting a reprint, which was a. Uh, $20 plus card moving up in price and now this version got printed and it's pre-ordering at 5 bucks. The Urza Saga version is still uh, $22. This is the 2 mana artifact. Cycling abilities you activate cost up to 2 less to activate. Arcane Signet is getting a reprint in the commander decks. There's a couple of the Signets that are getting reprints. Looks like we got Rakdos, Orzov, is it Boros and Azorius? We have a couple gods getting reprinted in here as well. The Locust God and Karametra, Karametra God of Harvests. Ooh, look at that. Matt's favorite card, Terminate's getting reprinted. Can never go wrong with a Terminate. Looks like we're getting some of the charm cycles too. Yeah, I was just about to comment on that. Uh, Abzan charm. There was the... There's a Teamer charm. Yep, Teamer charm. And I... Yeah, that's it. Just those two charms, unfortunately. <laughs> Moving into the green space of some spells, we have Skullwinder, a very classic uh, political card. Skullwinder is green two for a 1-3 snake with death touch. When Skullwinder enters the battlefield, return target card from your graveyard to your hand, then choose an opponent. That player returns a card from their graveyard to their hand. So it's a... It's a very nice eternal wit- eternal witness, you know, to try and get on some people's good sides here. Looks like Rex Sage is getting reprinted again. We got a... Harrow. Yep, Harrow, Crop Rotation, Cultivate. There's also Kodama's Reach. All the green ramp cars looks like they're getting brought out. Uh, moving to red for reprints. Megas of the Wheel is getting a reprint. I think this one has a bit of value on it. I does not have a bit of value on that. I'll take that back. <laughs> Dual Caster Mage is getting a reprint here. Chaos Warp. Everybody loves a good Chaos Warp. Cruising on into Black. Not a very notable reprint, but it's a card that I like a lot. Vampire Nighthawk is getting printed into the set. Soul Flayer is getting reprinted. I wonder what deck that one's going in. <laughs> oh, I wonder myself. Wow, the black selection of reprints is pretty small. Yeah. Uh, so flying on to the blue. Uh, propaganda is getting printed in here. Super important. Uh, all EDH players love Propaganda. Yep, grab the price down on that one. Portal Mage. Portal Mage, which saw its first printing in Commander 2017, is getting a reprint here. It's not like it was expensive before, but it's a very interesting effect because it's a blue 2, 2 2 human wizard with flash. When Portal Mage enters the battlefield, during the 
declare attacker step, you may reselect which player or planeswalker target attacking creature is attacking. Got uh, new perspectives. Yep. Getting a reprint, along with Murmuring Mystic. Frantic Search, a very solid EDH card. Then we're going to climb into the white section here. We have Zetulpa, Primal Dawn, getting a reprint. Oh, hey, look, it's our old buddy Sun Titan. Sun Titan, yeah. Revelark is getting a reprint. Audric, Lunark, Marshall, and Master Tactician yeah, are getting a reprint. Objects. I'm excited about that one. Knights of the White Orchid is getting a reprint. Let's see, what else is there? Oh, Decree of Justice. Akroma Angel of Wrath and Akroma's Vengeance. Not too hard cards to find, but still notable. Astral Drift. Astral Drift, yep. The Modern Horizons card is now getting printed into a commander set. And from there, we move into a lot of the new cards now. It looks like there's only one new land that's been printed. Nesting Ground, which is a land. It taps add colorless and has an ability of one colorless tap. Move a counter from target permanent you control to another target permanent. Activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. Here's another way to be moving counters. Uh, Non-plus one, plus one counters as well. Mana Escape Reactor looks pretty, or Refractor looks pretty interesting. For uh, three colorless, you get an artifact. It uh, enters tapped. And Mana Escape Refractor has all activated abilities of all lands on the battlefield. You may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to pay the activation costs of Manascape Refractor's abilities. That is sick. Oh, your opponent has a Maze of Ith? Guess what? I have a Maze of Ith, and it's not a land. <laughs> God, that's gross. Well, clearly, JB, we need you to take this next card here. Oh, we're moving into green. We're moving into green. Moving into green. All right. So first up on the docket is slickery. Er, <laughs> cut that out. I just totally tripped over my tongue. All right. So first up is slippery bog bonder. For three colorless and a green, you get a human druid creature with flash hexproof. And when slippery bog bonder enters the battlefield, put a hexproof counter on target creature. Then move any number of counters from among creatures you control onto that creature. And it's a 3-3. JB, did you know that you're in the art of this? <laughs> is that me? I'd say so. This lady, though, that is, like, companion up with this boggle is, like, I'm imagining, I'm imagining her in the Pokemon world that, because, you know, Pokemon trainers kind of have a style of the Pokemon that mm -hmm. they mainly have, like, She's a Pokemon trainer, and her Pokemon is Slippery Boggle. <laughs> we have a new Devour card here. Ravenous Gigantotherium. Ravenous Gigantotherium. That's a mouthful. Green, green, five for a 3-3 three, three beast with Devour three. Uh, for those that don't know, Devour is, as this enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice any number of creatures. This creature enters the battlefield with three times that many plus one, plus one counters on it. So you sack two creatures, you get six counters on this thing. It's pretty ridiculous. So 
when ravenous gigantotherium 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 when ravenous gigantotherium enters the battlefield it deals x damage divided as you choose among up to x target creatures where x is its power each of those creatures dealt damage deals damage equal to its power to ravenous gigantotherium to ravenous gigantotherium i don't know why i gotta say that super slow each time don't ask me oh my god i'm just here watching should have had danny read that card i would have just said uh <laughs> ravenous and just left it at that after the first time i tried butchered last time well, Danny, give us a re- read of this card, Obscuring Haze. Obscuring Haze, it's a one one green, two colorless. It's an instant. If you control a commander, you may cast a spell without paying its mana cost. Prevent all damage that will be dealt this turn but by creatures your opponents control. It is a zero drop fog. Right. And I believe there's a whole cycle of these. Oh, there is, and we will be getting to those. Yeah, because I think blue has a zero-cost counter. <laughs> it does indeed. I'm Just excited. what blue needs. Blue does need it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> White's got a pretty interesting uh, free spell. Hold on, hold on. Slow our horses here, guys. We'll get there. We'll get there. Any other in green we want to talk about? I mean, there's there there is one, and I, I think there's a whole cycle of these um, enchantments, and I can't remember if Goaded has been around before, and it's making its return, isn't it? Yep, Goaded is. Yeah. Uh, so Goaded is making its return there. It's a uh, predatory impetus for four colorless and a green. You get an aura enchantment, enchant creature, enchanted creature gets plus three, plus three. Must be blocked if able and is goaded. Now, for those of you who don't know or remember, like me, goaded is it attacks each combat if able and attacks a player other than you if able. And I think there's a whole cycle of these because I've seen the impetus enchantments in a couple of the other colors. So, yep the uh, the red one is kind of cute in my opinion because oh my god. Well, we'll cover it right now actually. The, the red one is Shiny Impetus, which is red to Aura Enchantment, Enchant Creature. Enchant Creature gets plus two, plus two, and is goaded. It also has, whenever Enchanted Creature attacks, you create a treasure token. Okay, I like the art on this. It's funny. It is so funny. You got like this cat that is, it has a, it has a mark on its head, like, a rune mark and its eyes are just massive in size and in the reflection of its eyes you see these crystals like this cat wants these crystals it actually might not be a cat it might be like a lynx some some feline feline animal a lynx would be a cat yes but man i love this art so much that is pretty sweet well danny pick a card I'm looking, bro. We're in red. I'm looking, bro. <laughs> hey, there's a new Arclight Phoenix. You talking about the Spellbriar? Yep. Yeah. 
<laughs> it doesn't pique Danny's interest. What about the lava brink floodgates? I'm reading it. Oh, that one's so that one's so cool. Yeah, read it out loud. Ah, here we go. Deflecting SWAT. Two colors, one red. Instant speed. If you control command, you may cast a spell without paying its mana cost. You may choose new targets for target spell or ability. Screw you, counterspell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm going to counter your spell with my red counter. And I'm going to counter your spell with your counter spell. Hold, hold on a second, Danny. Are you saying that you like the idea of a counter spell? That's not blue? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am, Matt. <laughs> I think every player that doesn't play blue is liking a counter spell that's not blue. And it doesn't cost them anything if they're controlling their commander. Let me tell you, this is totally going into my deck as well, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna gonna make your... Gonna make your uh, Path to, uh, your oblations and path to exiles really sad. I don't. No, don't do that. I don't play path. You don't have path. I do. I don't. No. Oh, well, I'll hit both of you then with this. <laughs> your oblations. I, I play Nevermore, so I don't have to path it. It never was on the battlefield to begin with. I play enchantments. You should know this, man. Fair. I I want to get that devotion or the colors on the battlefield permanently. So, JB, do you want to read Lava Brink, Ga- uh, Lava Brink Floodgates, or do you want to read... Uh... I have an eye on a black card. So. Oh, okay, so I'll read this, and then we'll move into black. Next card we're going to touch on is Lava Brink Floodgates. It is red three for an artifact. It taps for red red. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player may put a doom counter on Lava Brink Floodgates or remove a doom counter from it. Then if it has three or more doom counters on it, sacrifice Lava Brink Floodgates. When you do, it deals six damage to each creature. Oh, man. This is like politics galore for this card. Galore. Ah. I am excited for this because... Your opponents are really going to be, oh, I'm taking a counter off. And it's like, no, I'm putting a counter on. And maybe there'd be like a little side argument. It's like, well, if you do that, I'm going to attack you. <laughs> something something in those lines. I think that's really cool. This is this is a really cool artifact, and I'm excited to get my hands on this one. JP, that's your cue. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving into black, we have a Netherborn Altar. For a generic and a black, you get an artifact with the ability with the tap ability of tap put a soul counter on Netherborn Altar. Put your commander into your hand from the command zone. Then you lose three life for each soul counter on Netherborn Altar. So that sounds like a pretty sweet way to uh avoid high commander attacks. For sure. I have a Nekusar deck. Nekusar gets hit pretty quickly. And there's been games definitely where I've cast him for 11 mana, and it's like, oh, this really sucks that I'm casting this for 11. But having this would be nice. And especially since a card like Command Beacon, a card like Command Beacon is a nice, pretty $20 bill to get that card. Command Beacon's a land that 
taps to add colors to your mana pool, and then it has tap sack command beacon. Put your commander into your hand from the command zone. So this is a nice way to get it. And the uh, the, the command beacons only had two printings, but one really because one was a judge card. Mm. It was only printed in Commander 2015 in one of the Commander decks. I can't remember which one exactly, but it's 20 bucks. <laughs> and maybe this Alter will be a cheaper version of uh, of that. Because right now it is pre-selling, according to Scryfall here, for $3.95. Not bad. On TCG Player. All right, next card. Going along with what I've... Last two that I've said... Deadly Rollick, or Rollick. Three colors, one black, instant speed. If you control your commander, you may cast a spell with paying its mana cost. XL, target, creature. It's a zero drop path. Without giving your opponent the land. Exactly. This is also going into my Neki deck. <laughs> I need yep. this. I need this a lot. These free spells are definitely going to be changing how Commander is played, I believe. Oh, yeah, for sure. Each color getting one that is a little is a little nicer than the the packs, you know, like Pack of Slaughter, Pack of Negation, uh, Pack of Summoning, and all those. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to pay them on your upkeep or you lose the game. This just gives you an alternative casting cost if you don't have your Commander out, or if you do have your Commander out yep. for, for, for zero, and you don't have to worry about... Oh, now I'm going to get screwed if someone decides to do something in response somehow. Yep. I know that there's ways. I can't think any right now. It's a little late at night. Or early in the morning. Late at night for us. <laughs> it's early in the morning. Don't fool yourself. Oh, my God. You guys, stop it. <laughs> Next we card. can't in, help it. We're old farts. Next card in black that I want to talk about is Black Black uh, is a Mind Leech. Black, black, four for a five, five nightmare creature has mutate for black four. It is a flying creature that reads whenever this creature mutates, exile the top card of each opponent's library face down. You may look and play those cards for as long as they remain exiled. Yes. (laughs) Just straight up. Yes. That's brutal. That is absolutely brutal. It is. It is. Until this guy's gone. Yeah, yeah, then all of a sudden he gets deadly rollicked. <laughs> it's like, ah. Yep. But I'll get the mutate trigger at least. No, that's fine. Because even if even if Mind Leecher is gone, you can still cast those cards. Yep. Or it's not even cast. You may play those cards. So you can hit lands here too. Note that, people. So moving on to blue. Fierce Guardianship. Two and a blue. If you control your commander, you may cast a spell without paying its mana cost. Counter, target, non-creature spell. Actually surprised that you took to read that one. <laughs> I, I just had to keep in the whole instance. Zero Fair. cost. Mind you, it, this is not that bad because it is a non-creature spell. So it's kind of, it's been nerfed to equal that zero cost. But it still is counter spell for zero cost. Right. Again, this is going into my uh, Neki deck. No one cares. <laughs> they printed a Delve card in Commander here. I don't think it's going to be as rough as what Hogak was, 
but they printed a delve card, and it's actually, I think it's pretty cool. It is Ethereal Forger. Uh, blue, blue, four for a 3-3 three, three elemental whale with delve. So uh, each card each card you exile from your graveyard while casting this spell pays for one colorless mana. It is a flying creature that reads, Whenever Ethereal Forger attacks, you may return an instant or sorcery card exiled with Ethereal Forger to its owner's hand. Ah, so you can get four cards just from your graveyard back into your hand when this thing attacks. It's it's pretty rough for blue, but it's just so spicy of a card that it can do that. All right, let's move back a step. We have an elemental whale, a freaking whale that flies. Heck yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. We have a lot more whales in Magic, too, I think. Oh, yeah. Colossal whale, great whale, aethertide whale, narwhale. (laughs) Narwhale, narwhale. Swimming through the ocean. Hold on, that's copyrighted. Let's not do that. Cut that out. Yeah, we don't want to get sued. (laughs) (laughs) There's a new whale that we'll be talking about later in in, in this as well. But I think JB was going to jump on to our are are the goaded cycle of enchantments here, right? No. Well, fine. Let me jump into that one then. Hold on. I just read. I'll make it quick. Blue 2, Psychic Impetus. Enchantment Aura. Enchanted Creature. Enchanted Creature gets plus 2, plus 2, and is goaded. Whenever Enchanted Creature attacks, you scry 2. Solid. 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 It's, it's, It's an enchantment for sure. It's pretty fun. A little weaker than the other ones, I think, at least. But it definitely fits blue. Right, right. Okay, so next up we have uh, Tidal Barracuda. There's three generic and a blue. You get a 3-4 fish creature. Any player may cast spells as though they had flash. But your your opponent can't cast spells during your turn. The art on this is so good. So good. It's a, it's, it's a giant coiling barracuda just swimming deeper into the depths of the ocean and it's like these nice red purpley pink colors leading up to dark blue green yellowy colors towards the top of the lake very nice art 10 out of 10 for sure so we're gonna move into white here let's talk about verge rangers white two for a three three human scout first strike you may look at the top card of your library at any time as long as an opponent controls more lands than you, you may play lands from the top of your library. This is an interesting way for white to be getting cards, land cards and stuff. Especially if they're playing mono green or a green deck that's just ramping. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be someone else ramping in here, so this is this is going to be a card for the Boros decks to be helping them ramp, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. White needs the help. They, have no, they really don't have much land fetch. Alright, moving along with Flawless Maneuver. Two and one white. Again, if you control a commander, if you control a commander, you may cast this spell without paying its mana cost. Creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. That's a good way to save your creatures. It just straight up saves your commander. It's like, I know I don't want my commander to to die, so I just got this. So, I just realized... It says, if you control a commander, 
Yep. Does not have to be your commander. Nope. If you have a way to steal creatures and stuff in your deck and you have an opponent's commander, it's still a commander. But yeah, it's just a uh, zero cost Avacyn, um from what was the last one? Shadows. Yeah, Shadows of Innistrad. Yeah, because it's just because creatures indestructible. Mm-hmm. Well, it's usually what you want to save anyway. So next up, we have Martial Impetus. For two colorless and a white, you get an aura enchantment, enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and is goaded. And whenever enchanted creature attacks, each other creature that's attacking one of your opponents gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Holy crap, that's pretty cool. That is more than pretty cool. All right, before we move on from white, this amazing cat beast known as Herald of the Forgotten. Two white, six colorless. It has flying. When Herald of the Forgotten enters the battlefield, if you cast it, return any number of target permanent cards with cycle with cycling abilities from your graveyard to the battlefield. This is good for all those bonkers. Big cycling beasties. Nice reanimation spell in white. I think for this last one here, because now this is all the legendary creatures that are printed, we'll each uh, we'll each pick one, and then I think we'll close it out for the night. Because what are we sitting at? Like two hours right now? Hour forty-eight. Hour forty-eight. Almost two hours. I'm hopefully gonna edit this down to maybe like an hour and a half. Hopefully. Oof. Okay, so let's each pick one. So take a second. All right, I got mine. Pretty sure I have mine. Oh, uh, little side note: if you choose, if you choose a partner, you can read the other part. That's acceptable. Good, because I'm not. Yeah. Jeez, make me feel more inclined to read a partner now. You do what you want, Matt. You do you. All right, who's going first? I'll go. So to start this off. We'll use my, I guess, one that caught my eye: Colomax the Storm Sire. It is green, blue, red, one colorless. Legendary creature, elemental dinosaur. It is a 4-4. Whenever you cast your first instant spell each turn, if Colomax the Stormsire is tapped, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. Whenever you copy an instant spell, put a 1-1 counter on Colomax. This is, this is just pretty fucking sick. Yup. Teamer instance, like they got, they got a good, a good amount of that stuff. Like, you teamer battle rage that you, nah, teamer battle rage. No, scratch that part there with teamer battle rage, because you can't give a thing quadruple strike. <laughs> JB, you want to go next? All right. So next up we have Cathril, Aspect Warper for two generic, a white, black, and a green. You get a three-three legendary nightmare insect. When Cathril Aspect Warper enters the battlefield, put a flying counter on any creature you control if a creature card in your graveyard has flying. Repeat this process for First Strike, Double Strike, Death Touch, Hexproof, Indestructible, Lifelink, Menace, Reach, Trample, and Vigilance. Then put a plus one plus one counter on Cathril for each counter put on a creature this way. That's stupid, because you can just put it right onto her. Yep. Yep. This is sweet. That is broken. 
So with your uh, Carador deck there, JB, <laughs> are you sure it's going to be a Carador <laughs> deck or is it going to be a Cathriel deck? I don't know. That's a tough one. I might just have to run this deck now. <laughs> the legendary I chose is a partner pair, actually. Oh? Yeah. I really like this one uh, very flavorfully because it is a badass human riding a fucking flying shark. Yes, thank you. I was wondering if somebody was going to pick the flying shark. Braylon Sky Shark Rider. This lady, oh my god, I want to meet her and high five her because she's fucking riding a flying shark. So Braylon Sky Shark Rider is red three for a three three human shaman legendary creature partner with Shabraze the Sky Shark. Shabraze just sounds like a sky shark that's ready to fly through the sky. On a Shabrize day. Ah, damn, I'll leave the jokes to I'll leave the jokes to JB. Okay. We started this conversation <laughs> off with no dad jokes or puns. We're closing it. And you just wrecked it, man. We're closing God. it with dad jokes and puns. What it reads, whenever you discard a card, put a plus one plus one counter on Braylon Skyshark Rider, and it deals one damage to each opponent. And then it has red. Target shark gains trample until end of turn. And Shabraz, the Sky Shark, the partner with Braylon Sky Shark Rider, is a blue-white three for a three-three legendary creature shark bird. Oh my god, this is so good. Whenever you draw a card, put a plus one plus one counter on Shabraz, the Sky Shark, and you gain a life. And then it has hybrid white blue for an activation of target human gains flying until end of turn. These two cards together is amazing. Because in the art of Braylin, Skyshark Rider, she is riding in, I want to say Dawn. She's she, she's riding the shark in Dawn, uh, Dawn Sky flying, and she's holding up a very saw blade-like machete so badass oh i just i can't get over it oh it's so good though from from uh my over excitement on a on a shark bird i feel like we got to close this uh this podcast out here because man we've been talking for a while and this is this is our first i wouldn't say set review it's a set interests yeah sure yeah. we'll go with that yeah because you know we're just we're just some schmucks and stuff that uh, so, like to talk magic. So so before we truly close this off, we have two cards we have to go over before we shut this whole thing down. For two the cards? We missed two cards? Yes. We? JB, did you know about these two cards getting missed? Um, No, I don't think so. Uh-oh. Okay. Hit us, Danny. What is First it? First of all, we missed the big one. Shark. Typhoon. Shark. Oh, we did miss Sharknado. We missed Sharknado. So one blue, five colorless enchantment. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create a XX blue shark creature token with flying, where X is the spell's converted mana cost. Has a cycling ability of cycle X. One colorless, one blue. When you cycle Shark Typhoon create an XX blue shark creature token with flying. And the last but not the least, crowd. Oh, hold on. Imagine giving these sharks trample with Braylon. Eh? 
Oh uh, man, you cycle you cycle a bra- you cycle a shark typhoon for I don't know seven mana. Let's say like it's it gets to that point in the game. It's a five five trampler that you <laughs> that it will be with Braylon out on the battlefield. But still, the fact is, shark typhoon Sharknado is now in Magic. We can be making movie decks. Sharknado versus Godzilla. This needs to happen. <laughs> this needs to happen now. Oh man, dibs on the shark deck. <laughs> dibs on the shark deck. You and your flying sharks. Oh my god, the flying sharks! Like I, I think I'll take the oversized lizards. Is there is there like a bad D rated movie? Of like we can make it sharks versus Godzilla now like Sharknado is there a mashup of Sharknado versus uh, a non ripoff Godzilla because I I can't imagine Toho would let Godzilla touch that with a twenty foot pole no way letting Godzilla go in Sharknado waters <laughs> it's gonna wreck our whole brand it would so again the last card that we need to go over. Is the last planeswalker revealed from this set? <gasps> That's right. We forgot. I didn't. You guys did. My bad. It is Narset of the Ancient Way. It is a white, red, blue, one colorless. Plus one abilities, you gain two life. Add blue, red, or white. Spend this mana only to cast a non-creature spell. Like Sharknado. I suppose. <laughs> Nig 2. Draw a card. Then you may discard a card. When you discard a non-line card this way, Narset of the Ancient Way deals damage equal to the card's converted mana cost to target creature or planeswalker. Like Sharknado. Oh my god. Six damage. <laughs> Nig 6. You get an emblem with whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this emblem deals two damage to any target. So what I think I'm trying to say here is Narset needs to be writing a shark. Sharknado! <laughs> is what he's saying. <laughs> you guys are terrible. I think because you're old. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let us know what you guys thought of our set interest podcast here of us talking about the newest set. Imagine this is still going to be a thing that we do. We just want to know what you guys think. Did we, did we drone it on too long? Did we do a good job? Let us know. Uh, not really going to hit you much with the uh, whole follow us and stuff. This is just Well, you for can, fun. but... Now I'm not even going to be putting in uh, the... Oh, yeah. I don't know what to do for an you, intro You're now. just cutting it? Well, clearly we're going to have the intro here. I don't know about the outro. Should we just like make up our own outro right here that we're going to use for like After, after Darks? Darks? Yeah. yeah. We could. I think this is where it's going to get started then. Is it? And this part is going to be in there. Okay. Okay. Well, this is an After Dark. <laughs> Pop. Just awkward silence. That's it. We're done. See ya. Good night. Have fun. I don't think we talk about. I'm already sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) We thought Matt was sleeping hours ago. Follow us on all the social medias. 
send us uh, feedback. We're always appreciative of that. We want to improve and be better for y'all out there. Share, like, subscribe, follow, review if you're feeling if you're feeling really froggy about it. And don't forget to give JB a follow. Ah, ah, JB, throwing you under the metaphorical yeah. bus right here. You gotta start posting more. I know. I gotta get back on that bandwagon. Yeah, you do. Gotta get back on that bandwagon. Anyways, you guys have a good night. See you later. Bye. Bye. What the hell did you do? <laughs> what? Damn, damn it, Danny. <laughs>